Welcome to The Brian Buffini Show, where we explore the mindsets, motivation, and methodologies of success. Here's your host, Brian Buffini. Well, the top of the morning to you, and thanks for joining me on today's podcast. Today, I'm covering part two of Living an Inspired Life. This is a presentation I gave at one of our live events, and I have gotten thousands of letters and emails from people over the months after I presented this on how it impacted their lives, how it impacted their businesses, how it improved things at home, and I hope it'll do the same for you. In order to live an inspired life, the first thing you've got to do is see the inspired life you want to live. You've got to say it and affirm it, and then ultimately you've got to go get it. So you got to seize it. So you're going to see it, you're going to say it, and you're going to seize it. I hope you enjoy this podcast. I hope you take some great notes. I hope you get to learn how to live an inspired life. How many of you liked the idea that you cannot recognize the qualities you admire in others or want those qualities unless you have them? Honestly, how many of you like that? How many of you, that's a newer thought? Can I see your hands? How many of you aren't honestly sure if that's true? Come on. Great. Great. So, I want to introduce you to a fantastic phrase, an affirmation, if you will, which goes like this. I did it before. I can do it again. Say it with me. I I can. Come on, let's put a little zip on our fastball. I did it before. I can. Is that true? Only now you'll do it better because you have more experience. Right? Experience just means you've lived some life. Okay, the Greeks, they had three words for everything. You know, in the, in the English language, we got, you know, one word for love. The Greeks had three words to describe different types of love. So I love ice cream and I love you has a different word. The Greeks have three words for knowledge. There's a head knowledge, which is what you acquire, learning, academics, in any capacity of learning. Head knowledge. There's heart knowledge, which is the intuitive type of knowledge. And then the highest type of knowledge the Greeks valued was called epignosis. Gnosis is knowledge. Epignosis is experiential knowledge. In our culture, in America, and in Canada too, elderly people are not revered. You can't get old, you can't look old. In other cultures in the world, elderly people who've had a lot of epignosis are revered because they have a lot of wisdom Now, does that mean every old person is a wise person? No. Does that mean that every old person is inspired and loving? No. But there are those that are out there that have wisdom. And it's worth our while to plug in and listen to that. You have experiences. I did it before. I can do it again. That's the internal inspiration. External motivation says this. If they can do it... Underwhelming. If they can do it, I did it before, I can. That is the affirmation of external and internal inspiration. And you can have that. You can have that. And you can take whatever little piece and you can go, if they can do it, I can do it. And how do you apply that to your life? Man, look what they're overcoming. Maybe I could apply that to what I got going on. My kids and I, Bev, we went to see Tim Hawkins the other night. Remember Tim? He is brilliant. He came up with this little ditty that he went on, and it was called The Worst. 
So he dropped his daughter to the mall 10 minutes before her friends were there. And she's texting him, Dad, this is the worst. This is just the worst. And he said, let me get this straight. I'm at a mall in America where I'm going to go shopping with my friends and I have to sit for 10 minutes on Instagram and it is the worst. And he started going off on the riff. He goes, I was thinking about those Chilean miners that were 60 days underground with no food and no air and no oxygen. And they're talking to one another and they go, this is terrible, but can you imagine being at the mall 10 minutes early? That would be the worst. <laughs> so that's the phrase in our home now all the time. Dad's ties and straight. Dad, that's the worst. But it gives you perspective. Would you guys agree? But we can draw inspiration in and then give it out. We can draw, and I'm going to tell you, that's the formula. Many of you in here, you are givers, givers. And you give and give and give and give, and then you go, and you fall flat on your face. Because you're not plugged in at all. By the way, we're in the service industry. You've got to serve people. You've got to put other people's interests in front of your own. You've got to serve. You've got to give. You've got to plug in so that you can give out. Does that make sense? So, that little affirmation. I did it before, I can do it again. That's internal. If they can do it, I can do it. That's external. Now, not everything in life is a formula, but a lot of things are. And you guys know I have this weird little part of me that's a systemizer. We've made working by referral and how to develop referrals. We've taken it from what people do, it's called word of mouth, where it just happens, into a systematic formula where our average coached client earns seven times the national average. How many of you are coached in this room? You are the cream of the crop in this industry. There is no organization in real estate that is close to having the numbers that you people have anywhere because you take your heart, you take your goals, and then you follow a little system. The system is not everything. If you don't have the heart, the system's not great. Would you guys agree? If you don't have people who inspired, who are coached up, who are motivated, uh, system needs life. So what I'm going to do for you right now, if you'll indulge me, is I put together a little system for you to live an inspired life. Would that be okay? Now, is it the end of everything? No. But it's a little formula that when you have the heart and you get the help and you have the community, you plug in externally, you plug in internally, then you follow the little system. Now you're cooking with peanut oil right there. So here we go. You ready? Here's a little formula. It's going to sound like a Baptist sermon. Can't help it. This is how it came to me. On the elliptical. <laughs> see it, say it, and seize it. You gotta see it, then you gotta say it, and then you gotta seize it. All right, y'all, come on, say it with me. What are the three parts of the formula? First, see it. second, say it. third, see it. let me tell you what they do. Very simple little reminders. See it, that's the vision. So you see it, you got to have the vision first. Everything starts with the vision. Don't go do, you got to see it. You got to plan it. You have the goals, you build a plan. I see it, I see a vision. Somebody built this hotel. There used to be an old rundown. This was not a good part of town years ago. And it's beautiful now, isn't it? Someone had to see it before. You have that ability for your life. How many of you have written goals here? Could I see your hands? 
How many have written goals and achieved a number of those goals? Can I see your hands? That is achievement. That is who you are. That's where you're the best there is. You have seen it beforehand, written it down and pursued it. So you see it. Here's the second thing is you got to say it. When you say it, that's when you're making up your mind. So seeing it is the vision. Saying it is making up my mind. And there is nothing like a made up mind. How many of you saw the webcast I did on the power of a made up mind? Some good old boy stuff right there. Make up your mind. And then the third thing is seize it. And seize it is when you take action. So see it is the vision. Say it, make it up your mind. Seize it is taking action. You need all three. You need a vision. You need to make up your mind. And then you need to go do. What if you're missing any one of the three? Have you ever heard somebody say it, try to seize it, but they didn't have a plan? Have you ever seen that? Yes or no? Have you ever seen anybody who was great at the vision part, great at saying it, but not too good at doing it? Have you ever seen that? Yes or no? Those folks are called dreamers. I'm into dreams, but I'm into dreamers that do. We have to have a vision. We have to make up our mind. That's the resolve. And then we got to go take action. So say those three things again. We got to see it, say it, seize it. One number one. Then the second thing is, then it is, all right, watch this. I'm going to make it real simple for you. On see it, you got to see it first. This is the formula. You have to see it. If you want the good life, you want your health, you want your finances, you want your relationships, you want your career, whatever it is you desire, the desires of your heart, you got to see it first. One of my heroes growing up, the great Jack Nicholas. When I was in Dublin watching him making the putt in 1986, I had tears streaming down my face. He said, I see every shot I take in my mind before I get my body involved. I see every shot I'm going to take in my mind before I get my body involved. Seize it first. Next, we think in pictures. Human beings, we think in pictures. We think in pictures. All right, here it is. You ready? Cat. Cow. We think in pictures. When was the last time you bumped into somebody? I can remember your name, but I can't remember your face. (laughs) When was the last time that happened? We think in pictures. That's why it's very important what we put in, what we look at, what we get exposed to. Good and bad. We think in pictures. When you're trying to see something, get exposed to visions other people's ideas, other people's goals, other people's inspirations. Einstein said it this way. Now think about this. What is Albert Einstein known for? His knowledge. He says, imagination is more important than knowledge. Think about it. Think of what a statement of humility that is for a guy who's known as this brainiac. And he said, imagination is more important than knowledge. It all starts with a picture. You've got to see it first. We think in pictures, which is one of the reasons why when we set goals, I think it's great to have pictorial representations of your goals. And that's why they need to be visual and visible. Your goals should be visual and visible. How many of you have ever built a goal board? Can I see your hands? Great. Just take that extra step. Years ago, I I heard feedback from a number of our clients in Northern California. They went to this conference. And this guy stood on stage and he said, less than 2% of people in America have written goals. And he pulled out a $100 bill. 
It was, it was an office meeting of like 150 people. He says, I got $100 if anybody in this room can produce for me on their person a set of written goals. 19 members ran the stage. Because you guys all have goals. You all have written goals. And here's what it does. It doesn't make it perfect, but it cuts through the mud and the clutter. And it's like, that's where I'm trying to go. That's where I'm trying to go. And that's why you want to have that. And that's why I'd say when we do our goals tomorrow, to have some visual representations of what you're going to do. If you walk through Buffini Company, you'll see this site a lot. You'll see our staff with goals and what they're trying to achieve and where they're going to, just things that are meaningful to them. So see it, that's your vision. See it first, think in pictures, make it visual. That's a simple technique. That's a simple technique that's a foundational piece that cuts out a bunch of garbage. Listen, it'll take a bunch of symptoms out of your life, a bunch of pain, a bunch of frustrations, get disappeared with that simple little technique. Next, you got to say it. You got to say it. That means you're making up your mind. Your mind, this powerful tool. So the first thing I do is change your internal dialogue. Right? Remember we have external, internal? You got to change the internal dialogue. Maybe another word for that would be enhance. Okay? If you're really self-critical, you need to change it. If you're on the journey, you do pretty good with it. You've been doing this personal growth stuff for a while. It's enhance it. Laird Hamilton is one of the greatest surfers in the world. This is a powerful statement. This guy surfs these giant waves that are life and death. Here's a great quote from him. It says, make sure your worst enemy doesn't live between your own two ears. Have you ever said things to yourself you wouldn't let anybody else say? Have you said things to yourself? If someone else said it, they wouldn't be a friend or things might get a little hostile. Lazy, fat, stupid, idiot. That's just on the first hole. Life is hard enough. I tell this to kids. I tell my kids all the time. I go, listen, I don't want to hear you bagging on one another. The world will do enough of that. Okay, I want to hear you building one another. There's enough out there that's going to knock you. Okay? You got to be building one another and you got to be building yourself. There's enough stuff out there. The internal dialogue, here's the thing. All I'm going to ask you to do is this. The next time you hear yourself talk and listen to it and see if it needs a little enhancement. Maybe you need a little nature walk. Maybe you need a little music. Maybe you need a little time, a little contemplation, a little prayer, a little reading, a little something, a little community, a little connection, a little relationship, a little lunch with somebody, a little talk. But catch yourself. Catch yourself. It's about improvement. It's not about perfection. If you go from terrible to not bad, you'll greatly enhance your life. Are you guys with me? Okay, what's the book to read if this is your first time everyone who's been here? What book should they read if they want to change their internal dialogue? What to say when you talk to yourself by Shad Helmstetter. What to say when you talk to yourself. Shad Helmstetter's helped a bunch of people lose weight. Thousands of people by changing their internal dialogue. How many folks are with us who have lost a bunch of weight since they got involved in our programs, the coaching programs? We're a real estate coaching company. There are hundreds of stories of people who've changed their health and changed their life. Change the internal dialogue. Now, once you change it internally, then you get to change it externally. Just be careful. Words have power to them. And by the way, the more successful you become and the better you do, the more impactful your words become. And you got to be really bloody careful. 
So the only way to be careful instead of minding all the time what you're saying is if your internal dialogue is good, your external dialogue will be good. Does that make sense? Okay. It says this in the old book. It says, the things that proceed out of the mouth come from the heart. The things that proceed out of the mouth come from the heart. Have you ever heard things out of your own mouth you wish you could? (laughs) Try doing it with a microphone. That one went, okay. That's why I have a full on-staff attorney right there. And a very large customer service department. Oh, he didn't mean that. (laughs) Apparently he did. (laughs) Okay, the next thing, I want to spend just a few moments on this because it's going to be abused, but I want you to affirm what's possible. I want you to affirm what's possible. Okay, everybody writes a book. I mean, the beautiful thing about the world today is that there's no barriers to writing a book anymore. And so everybody's maybe stretching this angle or that angle or whatever else. And one of the things that, again, Norman Vincent Peale, back in the 50s, talked about changing your internal dialogue. Chad Helmstetter started talking about what do you say when you talk to yourself. And affirmations are extraordinarily powerful. Words have extraordinary power because they come from the heart. They go through the mind. Physiologically, it's neural pathways like roads in the brain. And the more you affirm something, you can affirm a bad road. It's the worst country. This is 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 the worst country. Eventually, your whole life is this is the worst country. You're always late. You're always late. You're always late. You're always late. You're all... That road is now a greased up freeway. So affirmations have extraordinary power to them. If we affirm what is possible, if we affirm what is and can be true, we're creating new roads, sometimes highways, sometimes superhighways of positivity and inspiration inside our own mind, this extraordinarily powerful force that then comes out of our life. Now, it is true. I've been studying this for 20-some years, and there is great power to it. There's great science to it. But I also want you to tell there's been tremendous abuse of it. You can affirm anything. You can do it. You just got to say it. You just got to say it. You got to say Say anything. I say anything. I just want to say it. And it's true. You must affirm what's possible. Did you guys hear what I just said? I don't care how positive an attitude you have. If it ain't possible, it's not possible. Are you with me? You must affirm what's possible. So I've been three years building this next little thing, believe it or not. This is one of the mad scientist type things that goes on. But I wanted it to be true. I wanted to live it. I wanted to experience it. I wanted to see it with other people. And so I'm going to share with you a list of powerhouse affirmations that I want to give to you as a gift. Okay? So... I'm going to give them to you. I just, you don't want to write them down. Just read them out loud. Okay? Here, I want you to read this out with me. Here it is. One, two, three. I am resolute and regardless of the circumstances. Next, I am always determined. The longer I go, the stronger I get. Next one. I am unwavering in my devotion to people and causes I believe in. Next, I have a charismatic personality that brings joy to my relationships. Next, I remain patient no matter how trying or difficult the task. Next, I am always passionate at work, home, and play. And lastly, my life is filled with loving. Okay, is all of that completely true right now? It's what they call affirmations. Let me ask you this. Can every one of those be true in your life? 
The first affirmation was about being resolute. The second affirmation was about being determined. The third devoted, the fourth charismatic, the fifth patient, the sixth passionate, and the seventh loving. Oh my God, this guy might know where he's going. So here's what I want to share with you. My best encouragement to you is every morning, do this. Here's your little trigger. You ready for a trigger? Swing your two legs off the edge of the bed. Run to the bathroom. Come right back. Put your two legs back on the edge of the bed and read these out. Start your day with this. Try it for 30 days. Start your day 30 days. Just try it. Watch what happens. It's amazing. Small little things like that. All right. So we talked about see it. We talked about say it. And now what we're going to do is we are going to seize it. So we've had the vision. We're making our mind up by what we say. And now we're going to go do. So here's the great first thing. You got to do it now. Once you make up your mind, you got to do it now. You got to make that decision. Last year at Mastermind, when Joe was talking about the got to have it goal, he came up with this little phrase, acrostic for now. And it was no other way. No other way. Guy has brilliant insight. Okay. No other way. Say that phrase. Is to do it now. You got to do it now. Once you make up your mind, wherever else, you know, okay, once you have the vision, once you've got the affirmations, now take action. And this can be a decision you make while you're here. You've been putting off the getting in the health program. I'll do it now. You've been putting off doing the savings. I'm going to do it now. You've been putting off getting the bigger office. I'm do it now. You've been putting off getting the assistant. I'm going to do it now. If you have the vision, if you have your mind made up, go back and reaffirm that in your mind. If you have the resolve, okay, I'm going to do it now. I'm going to do it now. I'm going to take action. Next, I'm going to do it better. So once you take action, here's the formula. Do it better. Okay, great little tip here. Now, this is having coached over 75,000 people in a one-on-one capacity and the brilliant coaching staff of Buffini Company and what they've done. We've learned a few things. The number one thing that causes people to procrastinate is the fear of judgment and trying to be perfect. I don't want to make a mistake. I'm afraid to make a mistake and I'm trying to do it perfect. And I don't want to be judged. I don't want to be criticized. Why? Because there's a lot of criticism out there. There's a lot of judgment out there. So what we have a tendency to do, the reason we tend not to do things now is it won't be great. Well, guess what? 15 years ago, Mastermind was a great event. It just didn't look like this. I look at the workbooks from 15 years ago and I go, like, where's the content? There's lots of blank lines. It was great. It's just better now. If I had waited to make it great then, it never would have happened. Are you guys hearing me? It never would have happened. So you do it now, make it better. Do it now, make it better. Do it now, make it better. And have the confidence in yourself. I'm doing it now and I'm going to make it better. And I give this to my staff all the time because excellence is our minimum standard is one of our core values. And I said, excellence is not perfection. It's doing the best you can with what you have in the time frame allowed. That's what excellence is, doing the best you can with what you have in the time frame allowed. Where we get into trouble is comparison and criticism. Comparison and criticism. Oh, it's got to be perfect. Let me tell you, you got to be willing to make mistakes. You got to be willing to just put your best foot forward and go, right now, that's my best foot. But there's another foot coming. Are you with me? So you do it now, and then you do it better. One of my favorite quotes, the only person you should try to be better than is the person you were yesterday. 
It's very powerful. So do it now, do it better, and then do it best. Do it best. That's when you get to stand out above the crowd. That's when you get to go into some extraordinary places. Do it best. I'm not all about being average. I'm talking about being great. I can tell you this. I am working harder on my craft in regards to presenting and teaching and communicating right now than I ever have in the 20 years of doing this. I'm working harder at it. I see now how far I have to go, how much I can improve, how much better I can get. And there were different seasons I thought I'd capped out. Yeah, this is as good as it gets. I mean, that's obvious, right? (laughs) Turns out not so much. Do it now, do it better, do it best. I love this quote. And I remember hearing this when this young man was drafted from Wake Forest. Tim Duncan. I love the Spurs. Great team, good guys, and they get it done. Five championships, and nobody hardly knows their names. But he had this quote, good, better, best, never let it rest until your good is better and your better is best. Say this with me. It's a great quote. Here we go. One, two, three. Good, better, best, never let it until your good and your better. His mom, she was an Olympic swimmer from the Virgin Islands, and she died when he was in high school. And that affirmation he saw lived out in his mom. She gave it to him all the time and he took it in his heart. He is a multimillionaire many times over. At 38 years of age last year, he lost 15 pounds. He worked out harder than ever. And they go, what motivates you? You've won four championships. You're going to the Hall of Fame. You're a multimillionaire. Your knees hurt. Is it because you lost? And he goes, no. It's just because of my mom. Good, better, best. Never let it rest until your good is better and your better is best. How do you get to greatness? Do it now. Then be willing to make it better. Then go for best. Be the best. I'm willing to say, you know what my goal is? I'm going to tell you right now. I'll go first. My goal is to be the best public speaker in the world. The best that's ever lived. I have a hell of a long way to go. I do. But my goal is to be the best public speaker in the world. Do it now. Do it better. Do it best. There's been many of you who have been watching me for years. And you're like, He's a lot better than he used to be, by the way. <laughs> a few years ago, there's no way I'm buying a ticket for my friend. I can tell you that. I mean, it was good for me. but <laughs> Who am I? Immigrant son of a house painter. Who am I? Our family's cousin's son is in town. It's kind of our closest cousins growing up in Dublin. And he's from Wales. And we brought him here. And we took him to dinner. He's kind of like, what the hell's all this? You know? I was trying to research you online. I saw you dancing. I don't know what you do. <laughs> and then they all come back. This is really strange. So we took him last night to Mr. A's restaurant. If you get a chance in San Diego, it's where I sent my A-plus clients, okay? It's expensive, but it it is this magnificent view of the downtown. The planes are landing below you. The skyline's there, this and any other marvels. And I was sitting there eating with this kid, and I realized I had never been to a restaurant until I emigrated to America. I'm sitting up there at Mr. A's. He's able to handle it, no problem. I remember thinking when I first came here at 19, I would have looked at the menu and, like, started crying. The fuc de gras, what is that? <laughs> what is a bottle of cabernet? I have no idea. 
I mean, I'd have been looking, you eat that? You've got to be kidding me. And so here's the thing is I, I stand here before you and that's where Johnny Cash inspires me because I know who I am and where I came from. And I'm just a product of all these different little things. And I'm on the journey. I'm not the, the role model here, but I'm confident enough to tell you. One of these days, somebody said to me, you should do parenting seminars, you and Beverly. I said, you know, we'll do that one day. We'll probably will do a small parenting seminar one day and we'll come in and we'll do a little talk and then we'll put our six kids on stage and we'll leave. And you can talk to them. That's when you're ready to do a parenting seminar. You with me? I'm just going to tell you, the good life is available for schmoes like me and schmoes like you. God made a lot of ordinary people. A lot of us. And every day, in every way, ordinary people can do extraordinary things. I'm a teacher of real estate agents on a system for working by referral. And you guys know what my resume looks like. Neil Armstrong and Giuliani or whoever the hell. I mean, them all. I'm a trainer for real estate agents. Here's how you write a note. Be nice to people. Follow up. Don't say, see ya. Wouldn't want to be ya. Ask them to tell their friends, you are a genius. Yes, I am. You make a business out of that, that's good. Everyone in this room is capable of the inspired life. Everyone in this room is capable not of the inspired life just for themselves and their loved ones, but of living the inspiration and being a light and drawing people along with you. Every single person in this room needs to fill up on inspiration. And as a natural byproduct, you will be a source of inspiration. And I'm going to tell you that one-on-one inspiration in daily life is far more impactful and from a legacy standpoint, far greater than anything that happens on a stage or in TVs or movie shows or the nightly news programs. Your individual inspiration lived out will impact somebody deeply for the rest of their lives. Every single one of you will be on someone else's, someone's wall of gratitude. You'll be there in a deeper way than anything I can do from up here or anybody else for that matter. You are the inspiration. And it's time to start breathing into that and living in it. Yeah, we need to get fueled up so we get our tank filled. That's why we come and do stuff like this, right? But we get our tank filled and we live it out. And guess what? You're going to draw people to yourself and your job is to give them a little light and give them a little inspiration. And that becomes who you are. Just by being yourself, you'll be an inspirational character to those around you, those you love, and those you don't even know. They'll just be watching your example. The chance to do this is to live a victorious life. Americans love a winner. They love a winner. Most people don't think they are winners. You got bills, you got challenges. You have a list. I know you have a list. I have a list. Here's what I'm not. Look at the Liberty Bell. I see the crack. Look at myself, I see the cracks. I got a list. Beverly has a list. The kids have a list. My staff have a list. Some of you have a list. We all got a list. But you can be victorious. And you need to become to yourself what you are to your sports teams. You need to get jacked up about your victories. You need to get jacked up. When you check off a goal, you're one of the few. Here's what victorious means. Write this one down, take it with you as we close. It's an achievement of mastery or success in a struggle against odds or difficulties. 
It's an achievement of mastery or success in a struggle against odds or difficulties. It's a, an achievement of mastery. It's an ongoing fight or success in a struggle against odds or difficulties. One more time. An achievement of mastery or success in a struggle against odds or difficulties. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to do a little affirmation test with you. I'm going to ask you five questions. After each question, you're going to roar back to me on the top of your lungs, I am victorious. Just try it one time. Okay, that was not the top, that was kind of the bottom. So I'm going to ask you five questions, and then at the end of the fifth question, you're going to stand up, and you're going to cheer and clap and go nuts like your team just won the Super Bowl, the NBA final, hit a home run, every sporting event you've ever been at to when you went nutso and started hugging perfect strangers. Are you ready? I'm going to ask the question. You say I'm victorious on the top of your lungs. In your health. In your finances. In your business. In your relationships. Last one. In your life. (laughs) Great stuff. There we go. Can you be victorious? Does that feel good? Yeah. All right, watch this. You know those sappy old movies I was talking about? You know those little sources of inspiration? The same songs. The same stuff that got me a lot of eye rolls at home. Dad, we know what happens here. Dad, can you play a different song? Really? The 80s are over. Dad. How many of you, back in the old days... When I brought out, how many of you remember uh, we brought out Rudy, Dan Rudiger? You remember Dan Rudy? And I love that movie. And why do I love that movie? Because I can identify with it. Now, what I love about that movie, it was my story. So it's in Notre Dame, the fighting Irish. Here's a guy that came from the other side of the tracks. Here's a guy that had to overcome all these obstacles. He was too small. He didn't come from the right family. His family and, and dad tried to talk him out of it. And be safe, stay with the job, stay with the job. And he took the risk and took the risk and it didn't go well. And he took the risk and he took the risk. And based on the true story of Dan Rudiger, this guy gets in based on his teammates. They cheer for him. They get him on the field. He sacks the quarterback with the one play he gets to make. He's carried off the field. Last player in the history of Notre Dame carried off. Dan Marino was on that team. And I had a chance to meet Dan Marino. He said, you know what? I played five seasons at Notre Dame. I was an All-American. He goes, this dude made one play and they carried him off the field. (laughs) But it's inspiring. Now, watch how this works. Nobody has poo-pooed that movie more than AJ. (laughs) Now, here's why. Because AJ has been on a different path than me. AJ wasn't an immigrant. AJ has a lot of talent. Things came easy to AJ his whole life. A.J. could not study, get an A, which really thrilled his mama. A.J. at every sport, when he showed up, when he played baseball, the first hit he had in baseball was a home run. The first time he died track and field, he went to the Olympic trials, the junior Olympic trials, him and his sister. The first time they went and did the athletics, we were up in Oregon Stadium doing the junior Olympics. 
So everything he's ever done has come easy to him. Calls me up the other night. He goes, Dad, I just sat down and watched Rudy. He said, I bawled my eyes out. He goes, that's my story. I didn't know why you were watching it. Because now he understands. You know, when they're old, they don't depart from us. Be an inspiration for yourself. I watched that movie for me. I hoped my kids would get it. You're here and hoping other people get it. But I watched that movie for me because I needed it. I watched it so many times the VHS cassette snapped. (laughs) I had Rudy come speak at our event twice. I watched that for me. But it's an amazing thing is that when you shine a light to your own path, it shines a light to someone else and lights up their path. And my kid in SMU, who thought that was really not much of anything, all of a sudden now he's living his own underdog story. He's fighting for his life. He's overcoming it. And all of a sudden, the inspiration's been passed on. Well, I hope you enjoyed today's show. Don't forget to head over and leave a review on iTunes. I love hearing your feedback. And the reviews really help to spread the word. And they also let me know the kind of content you enjoy hearing. You know, our goal with the Brian Buffini Show is to positively influence as many folks as we can. So be sure to share the show with others. We're very excited about how many folks we're reaching. I believe we're in 120 countries now. And we want to keep sharing this message and bringing encouraging, instructional, inspirational content to help people live the good life. So as I finish here today, I want to leave you with a little Irish blessing that my grandfather always said. And I really mean this from the bottom of my heart. May the roads rise up to meet you, and may the wind always be at your back. May the rain fall soft upon your fields and the sunshine warm upon your face. And until we meet again, and I hope we do someday, may God hold you in the hollow of his hand. We'll see you next time. God bless.